Greetings, travelers. The following episode is of Listener Tales. Now, we do not read these ahead of time, so listener discretion is advised. I'm author Mark Muncy. And I'm author Erica Lance. And this is Eerie Travels. Greetings, travelers. Greetings, travelers. Oh, yes, it's spooky season. It uh, is, and this is a special Listener Tales episode. Yes, we've been slammed with Listener Tales, gang. You guys overloaded us right after all of our recent events. So we felt, yeah, we just got to get this one out quick. So We do, and we're going to be doing some special, special episodes for Listener's Tales with some exciting news to come by year end but um yeah. i think once a month we're going to try to do a special episode just because we get so many so we want to make sure we always include them yeah that's right this isn't a tuesday or a friday this is you know this is this is some random day in the week is because we felt like it's, it it's a saturday <laughs> I, i'm just kidding you're i appreciate how cute you are when you're like this so let's right. okay but so, man, we've got so many. We're just gonna get right to it because we're gonna have to to get them all in today. Yeah, no breaking so. news, no nothing. We're just going right into this because this okay. is wow. Do you so, want to start? Or do you want me to start? I'll start. I'll start. Okay. So, uh, hey everyone. Hey. hey. Uh, love the show. Also, oh. just picked up Erie Appalachia, and I'm hooked. Great stuff. Oh, hey, we love you that you love it. Hearts out. Hearts out. Thank you so yes. much. So. I uh, wanted to tell you all of an event that happened in my childhood home of Virginia. I was okay. 10 years old at the time, and I always made sure to have my closet light on when I went to sleep. Let's be honest. I was scared shitless of the dark. Are we after the eight minute mark? I think we're okay. Yes. Uh, I, we're past the eight second part. And by the yeah. way, um, I appreciate you and have the same things. Continue yeah. So. On. Well, yeah, I, we all used to talk about, you know, everybody was faster than the speed of light. I was faster than the speed of dark. I could turn off the light at the bottom of the stairs and be in bed under the covers before it got dark. So uh, yeah. uh, one night I went through my typical bedtime routine. I would go crack open the closet door and turn on the light in the closet and proceed to sleep. Well, for some reason, I woke up in the middle of the night. It was around 3.30 in the morning. I looked up and noticed a man with a top hat and suit looking back at me from the closet. You think I would panic and scream? <sighs> for some reason, it was the very opposite. I felt a sense of comfort and a warm feeling in the room. You know, like a fleece blanket by the fire type of feeling. Since I figured I was probably dreaming or something and it didn't scare me at the moment, I just went back to bed. Well, the next morning, I told my grandmother what happened. She stayed in the room next to mine. And I could tell she was overcome with emotion when I told her, when I told her, which absolutely floored me. I described the brown and cream top hat and the black baggy suit jacket on this slender man. She walked off. Not two minutes later, she comes back to the kitchen and shows me a photo. Okay, and just photo. for the record, goosebumps, goosebumps. Uh, oh, okay. I know. I know. I love these stories. <laughs> yeah. uh, in the photo was the exact man I saw in my closet the prior night. Same top hat, same suit, same face, everything. She told me that was my grandfather who I was named after. Oh. My grandfather died young, so I never had a chance to meet him. Only stories about him. And for some strange reason, I had no idea what he even looked like. Safe to say this experience really had an impact on me. And still to this day, 25 years later, I still think about it often and how welcoming and warm that feeling was. Cannot put into words the feeling of peace I had. All the best, John. Oh, John. John, that's amazing. So I too, my grandfather died well before I was born. Um on my uh, father's side and um, you know, uh, men in my family didn't live very long because mostly they were coal miners and smokers. Uh, so, you know, just as long as I stay away from coal mines, I'm, I think I'm pretty good. But um, so I, I identify with that immensely, but that's great that it wasn't our usual hat man, that it was a different guy in a hat. So. Wow. Yeah. I actually had a grandfather experience too, where, my grandfather had passed away and um, 
I'll I'll include I'm supposed to do a spooky Erica's Ghosts episode. So I'll yes. include that in my Erica's Ghosts, but I know the exact feeling you're talking about and I think it's wonderful and I think it's a fantastic memory because obviously he was looking out for you and wanted you to feel safe. So I think that's amazing. Okay. Yep. Next. Um hello travelers. Hello. hello. I should start off by saying that I haven't yet listened to your show. Oh, okay. Oh, that's what? it. That's yeah, it. that's Why it. Why are we We're reading not... this? No, I'm just kidding. But, large caps, I assure you I will immediately after sending this message. Sorry, are we off to a bad start? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes we are, but... But we're okay with that. We're you okay. No, to send me a story. I'm I'm good with this. Yeah. No. I, I we're totally fine. And um, welcome to being a traveler because I know you've listened by now. Okay. I was just handed one of your cards by one of your listeners. Oh, she spoke oh, see? with one of Pass you. Man, pass those yeah. on. Um. So she spoke with you at one of your recent events and told you a story about something I experienced when I was a teenager living in. Oh. Uh, good luck. Yeah, Chuluota and Chulata. And okay, what's the next one then? Because I'm gonna okay, Chris, uh, Christmas, Florida area. Okay, yeah, so there's three little towns, and Christmas, Florida is there. So okay, I didn't Let's even say know Christmas there was a Christmas, Florida. Well, I've learned things. Okay, I was driving home late one night through my dark neighborhood. It was sometime between one and two a.m., and I was coming home from a friend's house. As I neared my street, I saw something in the road not 50 feet from my car. The only lights were the headlights of my old station wagon and maybe a few porch lights in the distance. The odd shape in the middle of the road at first looked like a pack of animals, their silhouette unfamiliar, almost unnatural. As I slowly drove closer, I noticed the dark shape wasn't an animal at all, but a group of children of various ages. Ooh. Oh. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. My entire body just literally goosebumps, Mark. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I know where this is going if if it continues on this path. Okay. Well, I don't I don't like where this is going, but I'm going to continue <laughs> you anyway. You um. Okay. They were hunched down nearly on all fours, and they faced the middle of the street, looking downwards. It was like they were inspecting something in the middle of the road on the ground. I crept the car closer. What? You had no, nope. Turn it around. <laughs> I would be reverse backing the fuck out of there. I'd be like, I'm gonna go back to my friends and stay there all night. Okay. I remember thinking to myself that it was strange that there were so many kids out so late. It was the middle of the school week, and at this point, nearly two in the morning. They mm -hmm. stood unmoving as I was drifting down the road slowly. Now the car was almost stopped. When I got close enough to really get a look at him. I was startled when a group of seven or more kids darted their heads up at me all at once and locked eyes with me behind the wheel. With a sound or re without a sound or reaction, they straightened their hunchbacks and calmly walked into the nearby brush. They walked so casually into thick, overgrown greenery. On the other side of the bush was dense, swampy Florida forest. I sat in the car for a moment, shook by the sight. Uh, yeah. Yep. Um, it was then I thought maybe this was some kind of criminal activity or weird attack strategy. I drove home as fast as possible. And when I pulled into the driveway, I quickly rolled up the windows of my old car and hid down in the driver's seat for a while. The fear I felt in that moment was unlike anything I'd ever felt before. I felt like danger. Like, actually, my life was in danger. The next morning, I drove down the road from the night before looking for anything that may make that experience make sense. All I was left with was more questions. I looked at the spot on the road where the kids had been staring at the ground, thinking maybe it was a bunch of weird kids staring at a lump of roadkill on the ground or something. Nothing. I looked at the bush that the group had walked into, but it was so dense, I can't imagine anyone walking through it with ease. I thought about the kids that I'd seen and couldn't put a name on any of their faces. They were most certainly not from my neighborhood. I've searched for years for any kind of story, folklore, history, or experience like mine. And yet I've, I've yet to come across anything similar. I've told the story for years at parties and gatherings, and most people think I'm crazy. Well, we, we don't think you're crazy. No, I all. started to doubt myself. That is until a friend 
and a listener of yours handed me your card and told me you two could be willing to listen and maybe even give some input. My name is Kat F. Art, and I'm an artist still living in Central Florida. I'd love to talk to you all about my experience and when and if you're interested. Um, feel free to email me or contact me directly. Thank you for taking the time to be, read my story and stay weird, y'all. Oh, well, Kat, thank you for sharing your yes. story. And um, Mark, you have thoughts? I, I, I do have thoughts, but I want to hear yours because, yes. All right. Well, first thing that comes to mind is a classic that uh, Shannon LeGros was one of the first to really get into uh, on Into the Fray, and that was the Black-Eyed Children. They've been around for years as a, they're kind of like our Hap Man Ghost and our Lady in White. They are the Black-Eyed Children. They look like normal children. They tend to be in groups, and they tend to just look maybe slightly emaciated, like they haven't been fed well and stuff. So that's why people tend to go towards them and gravitate towards them because they want to help, you know, but then they turn and they just have dark sunken eyes. Now you didn't mention their eyes in this. So that's why I'm like, mm, that's the one thing everybody mentions about them. So that's why I'm like, mm, maybe not. But she said they were all looking down at something and huddled around. And that's one of their things is they kind of look like when people first see them, sometimes they look like vultures or, um, you know, birds, you know, just crouched on the side of the road, you know, and then when you get closer, you realize they're children. Um, now moving through the greenery and into the swamps, there's a lot of things that do that. So I, uh, I'm still sticking with that. I think you might've had an encounter with the black eyed children. If you want to look that up, you know, you'll find a lot of stories. We will, we'll be doing an episode on that at some point. I promise. Yeah. My, the other thing I think it might be is Faye. That would that's, be the other option. Yeah, that yeah was, that's the other option. People aren't I, sure if the black-eyed children are are fae or not. You know, so well, and I feel like the fae. Um, I I will say this, Kat. Um, obviously, it's been some time since you had this encounter, and it is very scary. And I can see why you felt like that. But I think a lot of these creatures have a little bit of emanation of that to You know, for your lizard brain or whatever you know, one of our previous listeners called it to go this is something that you shouldn't be messing with but i don't think you did mess with them i don't think they're no. anything like that but i think that um and i'm not as familiar with the black eyed children i'm sure we'll do an episode we'll probably have shannon back on that episode to talk about it because she's amazing from into the fray but i i think that it could be a group of fae is what my thought was and um, they could be seeing something that you didn't see on the ground because there are things that we just can't perceive you yep. know and so, um, yeah, in that area is, um, you know, I, I know one of the other creatures in that area is called the squallies, but I think you would have mentioned if, if they'd had pig heads. So, yeah. but you, so, um, you know, but that they're in the Christmas area. So and they tend to live in the swamps there. They're little pig people, but uh, yeah, it's a long story. Another episode, another time, but thank you so much, Kat, for that. And, and we don't uh, think you're crazy at all. You, you're not crazy at all. You have found your tribe. And uh, yeah, and don't worry, somebody somewhere should be able to, you know, you know, shed light on this. Hopefully one of our listeners, if you have a thought on this, please, you know, give us, drop us a line, let us know. Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay. Um, you're right, you're so up next, Mark. I'm next. All right. I believe in dog man as I've seen and touched a dead one. That's Ew. how this starts. Ew. Okay. In 1986, I was on a four-lane highway just north of St. Louis, Missouri. It was 2 a.m. I had a friend and my daughter traveling with me, and they were asleep. I saw something big lying in the road, so I slowed down, put on my brights so I could see better. I pulled up so I could look down at it, and it looked exactly like a movie werewolf. Wow. I backed up, put my car in park, and kept watching to see if it would move. Thank goodness there was hardly any traffic. So I got out to get a closer look. It was much what? taller than me. I'm 5'8", and it was covered in hair the color of wild rabbits. Its head was very big, looking like a German shepherd. Its shoulders were huge, ending in hands with long claws. The chest was very broad, and the legs and feet were just like a movie werewolf's. I had no, it had no pulse or heartbeat, no signs of life. I got back into my car and pulled to the left. So my 
friend and daughter could see it, and I woke them. They looked down at it and freaked out. Oh, my God, it's an MFing werewolf. Drive, Cindy, drive. My daughter just asked if it was a real werewolf. I felt sorry for such a magnificent creature just lying there. No pictures because no phones back then. From Kathy. Wow. So. Oh, Cindy. Cindy? Drive Cindy, she said. Oh, yeah, Cindy. Cindy. Sorry. sorry, Cindy. Yeah. Um. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So um, first of all, Cindy, you are a brave MF soul. So I'm yeah. going to say a brave motherfucking soul because yeah. getting out of the car was something like that. And yeah, we haven't had a Dogman episode yet, but I... Oh, we've, we've reached out to a couple experts on it where, you know, they definitely could fit spooky season, but I think they're going to be part of our next month. Theme. Yeah, I think they're going to be part of Nightmare November because that's yeah, yeah. There is definitely Dogman is not something to be messing with, and uh, the fact that you saw a dead one in St. Louis uh, is interesting, and it would be good to know exactly when and where. You know, if you can report that to us or you know any of the the Bigfoot reporting sites, there are Dogman sites. You know, sites that just take Dogman reports too um yeah but, uh, it'd be interesting to see if anybody went there the next day to see if there was a body or anything like that so um but yeah. dog man not you know that's 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 interesting that you saw it and but exactly what everybody says it looks exactly like a movie werewolf what you expect you know a yeah. movie werewolf to look at and when you talk to people about that they tend to lean uh towards uh you know dog soldiers and howling and less American werewolf in London. So yeah, no, absolutely. And you know, do send us exactly where that was because I think cooperation will be will be good. Yeah, yeah, I, I think, think so. I think so. I think that would be really awesome. Wow, okay. but yeah, wow, a dogman story right off the bat, no black-eyed children's story right off the bat. We're this is you guys are overflowing. Thank you so much. This is why we had to do this special episode. So yeah, you never disappoint. Okay, next one. This is from Tony. Tony, All right. okay. Guys, you're never going to believe what happened to me today. I think you're, you're <laughs> I doubting think you us. Underestimate Tony. our believability. So. <laughs> yes, exactly. I was biking on Peacock's Pass on the Merritt Island National Wildlife Refuge in Florida. Well, the fact that you sent this in in August, probably or September, and you were biking—that I don't believe. That's too hot. No, That's, <laughs> yeah, no, no one goes outside in there unless you're a tourist. So yeah. yeah. Okay. So let's continue on. We're just teasing you, Tony. Yeah, Me yeah, and Mark no. would not bike in August or September at, or, or any uh, other month except yeah. okay. January. This yeah. skunk ape comes from the marsh and starts heading towards me. Oh, oh it smells man. like rotten legs and throw up. Oh, yeah. Rotten eggs yeah, and throw up. Yep. Skunk ape. Yeah. Yep. Every time the wind blew, I literally could smell it. As I biked closer, it turned and walked away further into the marsh. It had dark red fur and was standing upright like a person. No one else was around. It scared the fire out of me. Well, I, <laughs> I think this yeah. Tony would scare the fire out of any of us. Yeah, yes, yes. Now the second time I've experienced the skunk ape out there, but was never actually saw one with my own two eyes. So you probably smelled one before, maybe? So Maybe, or heard, heard, but... Yeah, maybe, um, yeah, because there are ways to encounter them without seeing them, but... Uh... So we have skunk ape hunter friends. What are their names, Mark? I, I uh, we have quite a few. Uh, Stacy Brown from Finding Bigfoot, uh, Connor Flynn from Bigfoot Anonymous, and then uh, David Sedoti and his team from the Independent Sasquatch Research Team. Dave Sheely, who runs the Skunk Ape headquarters. I was going to say we should we should throw this out to Dave and let him know just so if yeah. he wants to go take a look in that area. And Tony, hopefully, it's okay to share that information with them because I'm sure they would yeah. love to go see where you saw but there have been some more recent pictures of skunk ape that have come up and yeah, there have been some recent and the red coloring is something that usually most people don't talk about most people talk about you know black or gray or you know something like that the red coloring is common in the everglades area and Merritt island you know also so uh uh but now that's peacock pass and that's one i will pass on to them and uh we'll see uh, maybe outcast paranormal stacy brown and his whole team marie demont and all them maybe they'll get out there and take a look at it but thank you guys yeah Thanks, thank Tony. you i think um i think we should take a quick break mark and we'll come back with the rest of the listener stories okay uh yeah we got a long way to go gang so buckle up
eerie Appalachia. Gear up for a frightful jaunt into the darkest reaches of the ancient Appalachians. Folks deep within the Appalachian hollers lean close to the campfire to share stories of the inexplicable with hushed awe. Monsters rumbling in the hills, strange lights darting through the pitch black night sky, horrible occurrences almost ineffable in their bizarre tragedy. Tall tales, you might say. Tell that to the Flatwoods monster in Braxton County, West Virginia, or the Goat Man of Louisville. Look into his humanoid eyes and let him know you don't believe. What of those apparitions in Mammoth Cave's Corpse Rock, or the Satan spawn known as the Jersey Devil, how do you respond when confronted by these mysteries? From the metaphysical energy that swirls near Serpent Mound in Ohio, to Point Pleasant's Mothman Legacy, Mark Muncy and Carrie Schultz explore the dark history lurking in the shadows of Appalachia. Read by Mark Muncy, author and experts on strange folklore with appearances on shows such as Ancient Aliens, The Curse of Robert the Doll, and many, many more. Greetings, mortals and others. I'm Dick Terhune, the voice from hell. I work with haunted attractions all over the U.S., Canada, and Europe to increase audiences and enhance their experience with highly effective commercials, narrations, animatronic character voices, whatever your dark heart desires. Let me help you do more, scare more, profit more. Find out more at Voice From Hell on Facebook and at voicefromhell.com. Hey, we're, we're back. back. We're back. Yeah, yeah, Go yeah. Man. Okay. Yeah, um, so. Wow. Uh, they're, they're, we're already off to a you know, ripper and start here. You guys oh. never cease to amaze me with these stories. So, um, all right. So this one's from from Scott. Um, and it says, I drive Uber in southern West Virginia, which includes Charleston and Huntington. Yes. Uh, one particular night while driving in Huntington, I was going to pick up a rider near the backside of St. Mary's Hospital. I came to a dark intersection, and as I stopped to check both directions, I noticed from the east a car was coming fairly fast for this brick road, and it was wet out. It was around 11 p.m. As I am waiting for this vehicle to pass, I noticed out of the corner of my eye something to my right. I watched what I took as a small girl in a pink dress run out into the middle of the road and vanish. The vehicle I was waiting for drove through. It turned left towards my pickup location and crept down the street. And I crept down the street looking on both sides of the street for the little girl. I swore I, the, the, the little girl I swore I saw run across the street. Nothing. Needless to say, when I picked up my passenger, I dropped her off and went straight home. <laughs> oh, Scott. Scott. Yeah. He, first of all, the moment you said I stopped, blah, blah, I was like, I immediately, you guys know me, my goosebumps went flaring up. That's all this episode is, is me having goosebumps. I don't know how many calories with goosebumps. We should do more listener tales yeah. episodes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man, these are perfect for spooky season. Yeah, so, that was, uh, what you saw, I I think is you saw something you don't understand. I think it was a, you know, no. a, possibly a child spirit running across the road late at night. You know, a replayed ghost, as we like to call them, a, a stone tape, as it were. I would love for Scott to send us what that intersection was, the exact address, if he can, because All I'd right. love to research to see if uh, a child died at that intersection, because mm -hmm. that's what that. So for those that don't know, a replay ghost, a lot of times, or replay spirit, whatever you want to call it, is something that's reliving a particular incident. Usually um, traumatic. Yeah. yeah, usually a traumatic incident. There's a couple of hotels in, I think it's Georgia or Louisiana, where like a ghost will be running down the hall with a knife, right? Because there was an experience or screaming and running down the hall. Like that one at uh, up in Cleveland that we were, or yeah, we were talking about and the one in Indianapolis. Yeah. We've you know, been to a couple events and they've all had replay ghosts, you know, that don't seem intelligent. They don't interact with anybody. They just go through their thing. Uh, and they do a routine. They do the same yep. thing. And not it's not always ominous, but it's usually a traumatic event or they promise to look after something or guard, I think is the other one I've seen a lot of where they like this was their duty. So they keep doing their duty. So yep. I think you saw Replay Ghost. Please send us the address so we can do a little. Yeah, I mean, research. he gave us a little bit of information behind St. Mary's Hospital. So, um, you know, it wouldn't be hard to narrow down, but I'd appreciate yeah, the exact would be great. So thank you, Scott, for sharing that. I think I met you at the Cicada Books, so thank you for uh, sharing that with me. So uh, here is an email. 
Awesome. Awesome. Okay. This next one is from Linda. Hello, Linda. Hi, Linda. I met Mark in an event recently and my daughter discussed her ghost encounters. Oh, mm. I was too afraid to talk about mine then. And there, as my husband is not a believer after your talk, I felt I had to send this email. Oh, well, thank you for trusting us. We really appreciate yeah. it. Our house has several spirits. I think I've seen them since I was a child. They have always been in the corner of my site. I called them dark shadows as that's what my Mima called them. My mama called them. Oh, um, okay. The scariest. Oh, there's goosebumps again. It's fine. Okay. I'm fine. Let's continue. <laughs> 80 calories. Okay. Next. The scariest time I saw one was just before a flood in 77. It looked like a scary man in a top hat. After you're telling my daughter about how it didn't seem to ha hurt her and may have been trying to talk to her, I realize now that he may have been trying to tell us about the coming flood. I think my daughter saw him again just before the flooding last year. Oh, ooh, that was chills. Those are yeah. chills. Did you see that, Mark? Just right down That's my back. Right down the spine there. Oh, wow. Okay. Our house was never damaged in either flood, but our driveways and cars were washed away both times. Thankfully, we evacuated for the last one. So here I am doing what you said to do, telling someone. I don't need an investigation as I know they are here. I think they are family. Aww. Oh, well, I will say this. It sounds like, yes. Yeah, so well done for coming forward and telling us. Yes. We really Thank appreciate you, it. Linda. And uh, I met a few families that were telling me stories. And I think I know the, you know, your, your kid and, told me this and there were a couple other kids that came up and told stories and the parents were shocked, you know, that the kids were telling these stories and, um, and, you know, and a lot of non-believers, you know, but then there's also believers. And I, I love one family in particular, you know, the husband believed in Bigfoot, but didn't believe in ghosts. But when his kids were talking about ghosts, he was like, oh, they're just crazy. But then I've saw this Bigfoot story. And I, you know, we talk about that as the Bigfoot people don't believe yeah. the ghost people. The ghost people don't believe the UFO people. UFO people, don't believe the Bigfoot people. And it just, it's, I think there's more to this gang. And I think we all got to start talking. So, and thank you for I reporting agree. and sharing. Yes. Exactly. And it sounds like they're not harmless because it, I mean, harmful, because it doesn't sound like they're doing anything to cause that. So yeah, no. And that area was flooded really badly in 77. And then again in 2022, and that's uh, Buchanan County uh, near Grundy, uh, Virginia. And yeah. please, if anybody you know wants to help that area, they are always taking donations at the Buchanan County Public Library for various you know charities and stuff like that. So it definitely doesn't hurt you know help these families out. So absolutely, and thank you, Linda, for sharing with us. Yes, thank you, and keep on listening. Nice to have a new traveler. So. Yes. All right. So hi, Mark and Erica. Well, hi. hello. I met you all at Mothman Fest. I had no idea that there were recent sightings until I heard your episode. I'm going to assume that's on Mothman. Yes. Uh, I thought I was crazy. I love near. I live near Charleston and Nitro, and I saw what I first thought was the largest bird I had ever seen standing on top of an old abandoned building in town. Then when it stood, I saw its glowing red eyes and that it looked like a Bigfoot with wings. It jumped into the air and soared into the nearby woods in the blink of an eye. I said that when I said then that I thought I just saw a Mothman, but my friends told me he hadn't been seen in years. This was in 2021. We went to the museum in Point Pleasant later that year, and I saw the statue, and I knew it didn't look like anything like what I saw, so I thought I was crazy. It wasn't until the festival and seeing your wife's illustration and you telling me that that's what it's really supposed to look like, that I figured out what I saw. After listening to you talk about the truck driver that saw it, I had to share my story with y'all. I think Mothman is all over the state, and he does look like a flying Bigfoot. I've seen it. Thanks for you letting me know I'm not crazy. Oh, You are absolutely not crazy. It's so great we got to see you at the festival. And yeah, that, you know, I learned a lot about Mothman going up there. So first of all, I do did enjoy touching the Mothman statues, but but I'll, and I think a lot of people get this kind of thing confused. It's very much like what we talked about on the movie, the um, Mothman prophecies, which I watched while I was up there, and I will never get those two hours of my life back. But yeah. whatever. Um, the truth is that 
uh it it doesn't look like the statue it doesn't look like some of the things people have talked about it you know there is a lot of sort of proof or or cooperation yeah. that it looks like a flying bigfoot you know yeah, and that more... it maybe doesn't use its wings like that it just yeah. launches so and then yeah. yeah and that's when when i talk to a lot of witnesses that's what they describe and yeah it's um yeah it's not always you know big red eyes and you know and flappy wings you know john keel style you know where it's impressed on you and and all this no it's it's a big thing that looks like a big bird but or maybe a big big a big a flying bigfoot and um with a crazy wingspan and you said to me there have been a ton of sightings just nobody's talking about them nobody talks about them because it doesn't fit the movie it doesn't fit that it warned of a bridge disaster that's why oh suddenly it's spotted in chicago and chicago has a disaster or Chernobyl, you know, yeah, you know, it's suddenly then, oh, it's he's still an omen thing. I think it's a, something we just don't understand. It's out there. And I do think, yes, you're right. All over West Virginia, I think Ohio, Kentucky, I've got reports all over the place from this thing. So um, keep them coming. And uh, hopefully somebody will start doing a, you know, maybe they'll do it at the Mothman Museum. We'll talk to Jeff. Not that he doesn't have enough on his plate running the, the festival once a year, uh, but maybe we can get a Mothman database of other sightings that aren't just the historical narrative, you know, yeah. or the, the John Keel movie. I think that, you know, we'll make a note of that, Marcus. That's definitely a conversation to have because I think that we need to stop discounting it. And then when there is improper information out there, like the statue, which was an artistic, I'm doing quotations. It's based on Frank Frazetta's cover for John Keel's book, which is great. And it's beautiful. Yeah. And it is amazing. And some people insist that's what they saw, but... 90% say it looks furry and fuzzy. Yeah, so. I agree. Okay. Greetings, travelers. Greetings. Greetings. Yay. I've been a fan since MegaCon this year. Oh, yay. Hey, that was a lot hey. of fun. Um, I love your stories about Hatman spirits. Oh, I don't oh, think it's a go. spirit, my friend. Here we go. But here we go. Oh, this is a good one for me. You know, I get all riled up. About I, know you love, I, love, I know you love Hatman. Yes, I am a big fan of the Hatman. So here we go. Um. My encounter was with one was from, okay, I'm going to start this again because I can use my words. <laughs> my, <laughs> I think I can use my words at least. My encounter with one was from when I was younger. My wife and I spent the night at a cabin near Gatlinburg. Well, we we know Gatlinburg has yeah, so Gatlinburg many. pretty well. It's not too far yeah. from Yeah, okay. We were on a skiing trip and I had just had a steak dinner in town. Well, that sounds There's some good places there. Yeah, the car had a nasty slide on a turn and we had been stuck on the side of the road for a good long while. Oh, I'm sorry mm -hmm. to hear that. Thankfully, some locals came and helped us out um, while we were waiting for a tow. This was before cell phones. Well, understandable. It was a little more difficult then. Yeah, yeah. We made it home and we were very tired and shaken from nearly falling off a cliff. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I can um, tell you about that just recent. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, Mark has a story. We'll we'll cover that in another episode. Okay. We noticed immediately something felt weird in the cabin. It was like we weren't alone. My wife told me to turn on the heater and get the fire started as fast as she started fast as she was cold. I went to get a log and some kindling from outside. As soon as I opened the door, I felt a feeling like someone pushed past me to get inside. Oh, why do I keep getting these ones? Ugh. Oh, okay. I turned to grab my coat again, thinking I must have been the wind when I saw a huge dark shadow with a wide brim hat standing behind my wife, looking as if he was hugging her. I screamed out for her to run to me. She didn't move and seemed to be in a trance. I ran over to her and the shadow seemed to turn its attention to Mary and I swear it was leering at me. Oh, I still get goosebumps from the non-face. Oh my gosh, dude, oh. I'm getting the goosebumps. Oh ah. man. Ah. Okay. Oh, that's terrifying. It's I'm terrified and I wasn't even there. Yeah. Um, I finally shook off my fear and grabbed my wife's hand. She gasped like she'd been drowning and finally gotten air. We ran back outside to the car. We went back downtown and got a local cheap hotel where we stayed the night. Smart. We Yes, very smart. Very smart. We went back to the cabin the next day to get our things and forfeit the rest of our stay. Good. We've smart barely... Go, go ahead. No, I just said smart move. Oh, God, smart move. Okay. We've barely spoken about the night ever since and won't watch scary movies. 
We listen to your podcasts and the other Bigfoot shows because we want to know about them. I'm so glad you talk ghosts and Hatman because I never thought to look at it a phenomenon. What do you think one it wanted from us? You mentioned fear mongers. What are those again? Did I miss an episode? Yes. If you listen to the Hellview episode, um, yeah. Mark and um, Callie and his other daughter, Beth, um, talk about fear mongers. Yeah, and quite a bit. I wasn't on that episode, but uh, Callie does a very good representation of me. So please feel free. Um, we haven't seen it since. Do you think we're safe? By the way, that cabin is still renting out near Gatlinburg. I will send the address if you want. I know Erica will know about of it, Dr. Danny. <laughs> you are a thousand percent correct, Dr. Danny. I will go I will during the day. My, I will be booking it for my Christmas holiday. So <laughs> I was going to say, send us the address because I know, you know, me and Mark will go investigate it. Will I stay there? Maybe if something happens, Mark knows I will be waking him and carry up. And if nothing else I can pass it on to some some other teams and maybe even get in touch with the owner and see if they've had other reports yes so. so let's go through the questions you have so we can answer them appropriately yes what do you think it wanted from us i think it wanted to scare the shit out of you i That's think it wanted what emotional i yeah. wanted your emotional energies yeah yep. and i don't think this is a spirit i we've said this a lot i personally feel like this is something i again don't ever want to say demon because i feel like demon has a very church-like connotation to it exactly a negative elemental of some Ent sort yeah. entity of something um yeah. uh fear mongers are something that feeds off of uh, emotional energy usually fear and they mm -hmm. usually go to places where haunted houses things like that were um around children because children can be easy to scare um where they can absorb that um and you th do we think you're safe i actually do think you're safe i don't think it sounds like this thing was not attached to you but attached to the location so if you didn't have it, any experiences that night when you went to the hotel um i'm going to say that it was attached to whatever this location was and i am super proud of you my friend dr danny because a lot of people would not have been able to get past the fear to execute the way you did to bring your wife to safety and bring your family to safety. So well done with that because they can, they can be really gnarly and that paralysis thing. I'm surprised you saw it while awake. So that's very interesting to me. That's, normally, yeah, that's what I was about to say. I think normally it knocks you out and you don't, you don't, you, you remember it later, you know, yes. but do you remember we had another listener story in one of the early episodes about a cabin in Gatlinburg where a very similar thing happened. Do you remember? Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yes. I just got, oh, 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 it just happened again. Spine oh, show. we got it. We got to reach got, out to both those. And, uh, yeah, we uh, got to make a note. We've got to see if both of those were in the same location. Same I location, it would be, same area. That area has got a lot of dark history. A lot of people don't think about that in Gatlinburg. They go to Gatlinburg and they you know, see all the tourist stuff. They see Ripley's and you know, in the, the aquarium and, and all that, but there's, uh, there's some dark history there. So there are some areas that are definitely unsettled grounds. Yeah. So. Send us that address and we need to look up that previous uh, listener episode and get the address. I'm dying to see if they're the same place. That's because it's a crazy. very similar to together there. Wow. Yeah. And they couldn't stay. And remember they had the same thing with the firewood and going outside. Yeah. And mm -hmm. that's when they had sure. the issue. They went on the deck, I think, or something like they're down by the, ah, ooh, ah. no, you did the right thing, Dr. Danny. Well done. Well done. All right. So this is the last one. No, so, no, there's two. Oh, got two? There's two. Two. Oh, two. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, so next to the last one there, the penultimate. All right. Yes. So. Done. Okay. Uh, so this is from Trisha. Says, Hello, Trisha. Okay. So I'm not saying it's aliens, but something strange <laughs> happened when I lived in Southwest Virginia. Hey, I was just in Southwest Virginia. Yes. Yeah. Picture was my view from my front yard. The area behind the fence is of a cow pasture. One summer night, we had a bonfire in our front and had a few neighbors over. It was around 11 at night and we were talking about coon hunting. This is very rural Virginia. Okay, and I've shared that I now know what coon hunting is like and have experienced it here. I didn't go coon hunting, but we had people coon hunting on the mountain, saying yeah. it correctly. And so we had some coon dogs, and they sound like they're screaming at night. So it's very, it's very interesting. Continue on. 
My ex and I mentioned that the guy that owns the cow pasture would let his friends coon hunt in the wooded, wooded area. At that point, out of the corner of my eye, I saw a bright blue light. And I said, oh, look, it must be coon hunting tonight. See the light in the trees? But the light was at treetop level. And there were no distinctive hounds bang that accompanied a coon hunt. In fact, it was incredibly silent. And the cows in the field started moving closer to the fence. As we watched, the light started moving slowly to the right and quickly moved to the left. It then hauled ass to the right, stopped, and then shot straight up and disappeared. It couldn't have been someone coon hunting or on an ATV because it was at treetop level. We asked the guy that owns the land the next day, and he said he hadn't been out and hadn't given anyone permission to be there. He then checked his trail cams, and there was nothing unusual on them. I don't know what we saw, so I'm going with a literal UFO because I have no clue what it could have been. So, well, yes, an unidentified flying object. That's uh... I would um, actually high-five your assessment and say that's what it is. Because one thing we have seen and is um, animals' action and cows, I'm not going to get into cow mutilations right now, but cows mm -hmm. will move and group together if they think there is danger. Yep, They will move away from where they think there is danger and group together and that's a phenomenon so if they were doing it it is very likely that is what you saw in those trees yeah because i think uh it could have been you know there are other things that lights and trees and i always go back to my story that we did on the april fool's episode where uh uh i had a flashlight in my back pocket and didn't realize it and it was terrifying me but you know that's uh that's you know, go back to listen to that episode and you'll you'll laugh your head off so uh but um this doesn't sound like a flashlight no, this sounds like something completely different. And, uh, you know, um, yeah, definitely not Foxfire or things in the trees. It's uh, you saw something that you don't understand and we don't either. So, you know, UFO, definite, definite confirmed UFO. So, yeah, if you want to give us that or you can um, uh, location, who should they reach out to to give the address and stuff? Because it confirmed co corroborated sightings. Yeah, um, yeah, I would, I would reach out. Move on. Uh, again, it's another one that sometimes gets some bad flack because they, you know, Bigelow Aerospace is a big investor in that, and they're a government contractor. So, but uh, you know, reach out to your local chapters of uh, you know of UFO networks. Just you know, that's what social media is for, gang. Uh, there are local UFO groups, and they would love to have your stories. So. Yeah, and Shannon LeGrow into the fray. Yeah, Shannon yeah. Frank. She'd be good. Just because her. you should find out if there's corroborated sightings, not that you didn't see it or anything, but it's very interesting when three or four people then see it because then it kind of yeah. acknowledges that. Yeah, you're, you're not, not crazy. Alone. Yeah, and you're yeah. not crazy. You, saw you are not crazy. crazy. No, no, not at all. Okay. All right. Okay, this it's the final one. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. I have a question that's not completely related, but I figured if anyone had an idea of what I saw, you people at Erie Travels would. What do you mean, <laughs> you people? No, just kidding. You've got a, you've kind of given us a lot of uh, credit there, but yeah, hey. Yeah, no, and that was my Tropic Thunder line of the day. What yeah, I, 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 I caught it. I caught it. That okay, well, I need I, when I have these great ideas, I need at you know. Oh, you got it. You got. I gotta give you credit. I give you credit. Okay. Okay. I am originally from coastal Connecticut. Okay. I had an experience back in the 70s that I've never forgotten down to the last detail. I already feel like I'm going to have the heebie-jeebies, but okay, here we go. Mm -hmm. Why do I keep getting the heebie-jeebies one? Why can't I get the alien one? Okay. <laughs> when I was in high school, some friends and I went to the movies. It was fall and a late show, so it was nighttime. We were too early, so we wandered around town, ending up in some old side streets in and in a graveyard. Mm. Okay, so travelers the ending up in a graveyard quotation marks just be a little wary of that but okay graveyards are a dime a dozen up here and we we're all comfortable hanging out at one to pass the time <laughs> okay we didn't feel a bit nervous etc it was a calm it was calm and peaceful up there by the coast all of the graveyards have a mix of contemporary old seafaring grave dates oh Seafaring grave dates. Okay. We were sitting down a fair distance from the entrance, but still within sight of the street lamps in town. We were there for about 30 minutes or so when one of my friends pointed out a strange, bright, smallish red light about 150 feet away at the base of a tree, most likely a maple or an oak by its size. It was bright and clear red, and it was just about three feet above ground level. It was one light for a moment. 
Then it was if an animal very slowly turned its head because one light became two looking right at us. Being high school girls, you know, we started screaming, jumped up and ran for the exit in the road for town. Well, that's every scary movie that we have ever seen. Yep, yep, yep. Now it gets scary for me. I am sorry. Excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) This was already scary for me and I'm just reading your story. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, I kept looking towards the animal quotations because I thought it must be a big dog and I was afraid it was going to cut diagonally across us and attack. It never did. I never saw anything but the red light lights, never saw an outline of a form. The red lights kept parallel to us, never getting ahead or behind, just stayed even with us. Sometimes the quote unquote head would swivel and look at me, us, and sometimes it would pivot back like it was looking straight ahead. It moved so fast. Then the strangest thing, the lights never bobbed up and down like you would expect from a running animal. They stayed perfectly level the whole time, totally silent. By the time we made it past the exit of the graveyard and out onto the road, we looked back and absolutely nothing was there. I will never forget any of it. I wonder what we might have seen. I still get chills thinking about it. Um, Oh, I still get chills and I wasn't even there. Okay. I should add that even though we felt safe in the graveyard, as soon as we saw the light and it started running at us, I was terrified. Even though it never approached us, I felt it though as being chased and hunted. It was not a good feeling but a run for your life feeling. But that could have been because we were teenagers and spooked. All of my friends were really shaken by it. The part that always bothered me the most was how the lights, which my brain saw as eyes, stayed level and never moved up and down. At least it seemed so unnatural. Wow. Oh, okay. That's from Trisha. Uh, So, yep. So, no, that's not from Trisha. Trisha oh, no, that's from, I just thought oh, uh, anonymous. That's right. Anonymous. Yeah. So, um, mark your thoughts. Wow. Um. Yeah. My immediate thought was, uh, there's there's a big thing called black dog ghosts or snarly yowls or that you know it's a common occurrence and especially up in Connecticut that was where I was first hearing them. Uh, they go all throughout the coast areas um and are usually big black dogs with big glowing eyes and they um you know usually glowing red because you know everything's always red but sometimes they're glowing you know white and then so he's you saw those red red lights but then with it coming towards you it's normally a big dog it acts like a dog it moves like a dog all that but this where the eyes were level and didn't move and didn't do anything that screams to me spirit of some sort so some sort of guardian spirit you know that was just triggered by y'all and it gave you a flight or flight reaction and that's why your terror said run you know yeah i so first of all i don't think this is anything um as scary as that was and trust me i acknowledge that because i was freaked out reading your story and we know i'm the queen of no right is Mm. I think it was not trying to hurt or cause you pain, but get you out of there. It didn't want you to be there. So I think that's what it was. Whatever it was, you said guardian, but maybe it was protecting. Maybe it was whatever. It didn't, didn't want you guys in the graveyard. And um, so it was like, you're going to leave. It was watching you and then was like, you know what? You need to go. Um, Because I think that if it, it, wanted to create any sort of harmful things it wouldn't have been as obvious about it and it seems like because of what it could have been it would have caught you if it wanted to catch you so it seemed like it was just staying level with you to go yep you need to leave um you know kind of like you see uh other animals kind of do that nature and stuff like that is like this is get away from my area get away from my whatever that's that's my thoughts it's terrifying but i don't think you encountered whatever it was trying to represent because that's the other thing we talked to you know i joke about quote-unquote cosplaying ghosts a little bit but yeah we don't know what forms or um things various things can take we don't know the rules of how it works like we would think that you know like earlier one of the stories talked about a child ghost 
I don't believe there are ghosts of age or gender. I think they're just spirits, but I think they represent themselves as different things. And it could be because of what they last were or what they enjoyed most or their Elvis, because that's cool to be a ghost of Elvis in different places. But I think whatever this thing was, was like, hi, you need to get out of this graveyard. And I don't think it was necessarily protecting you. I think it was trying to protect the graveyard itself. That is my thoughts, yeah. Mark. No, no, I agree. I think it, I think, you know, these things are, again, things we don't understand, things that, you know, don't make sense to us. And you saw something that didn't make sense to you and it scared you and you ran as, as you should. Uh, when something scares you, run. That's that's our flight, our, our flight instinct. And it's there yeah. for a reason. It's kept us, that's why we're still at the top of the food chain for the most part. So uh, uh, unless you're in the ocean, then you should be scared no matter what. So, uh, but- uh, Agreed. Yeah, yeah but- um, you know, that's why, you know, just, you know, this is where it is. This is what we, this is what we do. Thank you for reporting that. Thank you for sharing that. And we, we'll put it on our list. If you could send me exactly which graveyard that was and exactly which year, since you remember it to the last detail you said in your letter, I'd love to hear those details because then we can report it and we can, you know, track it on, uh, you know, hauntedplaces.org and a lot of other places like that are great for yeah. tracking ghosts. So exactly. And we can look into it too. So you know that it's something it that we can maybe do there's a little... something in that graveyard that you know we you know we need to know so exactly but so... with that ladies and gentlemen mortals and others you know oh my gosh we have uh we've come to the end of this special listener tales for spooky season spooky season and thank cool. you for creeping me the fuck out guys because yeah, yeah. yeah it's a lot of your stories i don't know how i managed to get those ones creep me the app out geez yeah. And, uh, and as always, thank you for sharing because yes, if you saw something, say something, we want to know about it. Other people want to know about it. You know, if you don't want to share it, you can share it anonymously. You know, we're happy to do that too. If you don't want to get in trouble with, you know, with some significant other that might think you're crazy, drop it in our lines. We're, we're happy to read them. So exactly. And we can keep things anonymous. We really, yeah. we do appreciate and travelers. We are so glad you're on this journey with us It it makes it fun. And yes, you know, you're not going to find us ever saying you're crazy because um, we, never, have, never. we have crazy stories. It's not something you don't understand. It happens. And so we want to thank you again. And uh, Mark. Keep those tales coming. Visit the website. You know, uh, just drop us a line at uh, Erie Travels or, you know, Market Erie Travels or go to the website, fill out the form. Uh, you can also, uh, you know, follow us on all our socials. You can reach us there. Uh, you can also vote for us for the top 10 Paranormality Mag podcasts by going to paranormalitymag.com and uh, clicking on their podcast vote. We'd appreciate your vote uh, because we want to stay spooky and we want to keep you guys going. And please Absolutely. support our sponsors, you know, uh, definitely, uh, you know, if you can. And uh, and uh, with that, gang, I think we'll just say it's, you know, it's getting dark. It is definitely the dark of the year. The nights are getting longer. The uh, long winter is coming. But and the veil that, between the worlds is getting thinner. Thinner and thinner and thinner. And with that, we will see you on the other side.